Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I love, love, love to connect with you on my podcast where I read all things about sex. I talk about sex. I read erotica, mine and others. I do interviews of erotica authors and other people that are in some way, shape, or form related to sex. I am an erotica author, voiceover narrator on ACX for erotica stories, and of course, podcaster. And oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow. I also just made an account on Find Away Voices. So if any of you out there are looking for a narrator, hit me up. So if you're under 18, it's time to leave the podcast now because this is not for you. I am sorry. It is not. Please follow by the rules. Thank you very much. I am so excited you all are joining me today on the podcast. I have a wonderful writer, an author who is going to talk with us, and we will get a little bit of an excerpt of the work as well. The Tom and His Wet Kitty, book one in Whips and Leather Fantasies by Bliss Winters. With my ex-husband, everything had felt gray. I was the perfect partner, taking care of the house, having the job that was flexible enough to work around his schedule being decent arm candy during office parties, taking care of our aging mothers and all of their needs. And any sex had been like those paint-by-the-number books I used to fill in as a child, never stray outside the lines and never daring to put a red where a green should go, positively drab. I'd felt like a Stepford wife without the 50s couture. Now... I could experiment, explore the areas in my mind and my heart that I'd kept locked up for so long that after a time, I didn't know they even existed, like they disappeared along with my youth and and my abs. I'd found freedom and restraint, giving myself over to someone so completely that where they ended and where I began became a blurred line. His chest rumbled with another chuckle. Are you purring, little kitty? I flushed when I realized I'd been making contented noises. Maybe these ears are getting the best of me, I said with a laugh. He pulled me even closer. I like that you're happy. I want this weekend to be everything you've ever dreamed of. You've been walking through your life with your eyes closed. I want them to be wide open this weekend. I nodded in agreement. I could feel the change in him, like he became charged with an electrical current. Stand now, my pet. He watched as I slowly stood and stretched a bit. My body felt almost strange standing, like I didn't know what to do with my limbs anymore. His smack across my cheek was surprising, as was the pull to my nipple clamps. The sting left me breathless and my middle clenched. He towered over me and I felt small. He grabbed my face and looked into my eyes. He turned my face from one side to another. Speak. Are you ready to play in front of an audience? Okay, I am so excited you guys are here with me for this podcast episode. I have here an erotica author, and she has a new book coming out. Her name is Bliss Winters. I'm so excited to talk with you and find out all about your work and you as a writer. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. And you know, I always have this icebreaker question because I podcast about sex. So the first question is, what is your favorite sexual position and why? (laughs) I'm blushing, but um, (laughs) my favorite position is a doggy style. I like it because there's a lot more force involved it usually mm-hmm. hits deeper yeah and you can get the hair pull thing and you yeah. know yeah. ass smacking <laughs> a lot of interesting things can happen with that position that is so true and it is many let me tell you it's many many writers that I've interviewed it's their favorite too men and women <laughs> <laughs> it's not an uncommon answer at all <laughs> I love it it's a classic 
It is. It is a classic. Yeah. And some people pick, I had one person pick and they're like, oh, I'm really vanilla. I like missionary. I'm like, you know, it's not always vanilla. You can do lots of fun things there too. Oh, yeah. It's all about <laughs> your imagination. Exactly. They're like, there's no vanilla positions. It's all what you do with it. Okay. I am going to dive right in and I want to talk about your book. Your book is coming out on the 27th. And I like your name, the Dom and his wet kitty, all about whips and leather fantasies. Tell me more. Well, in this series, RMC, she is called Kitten Kitty, and he's just referred to as Sir. She is in her early 40s. And she is trying to explore her sexuality and to learn more about herself. It's like a uh, coming of age story, but mm. with a lot more handcuffs. I gotcha. <laughs> like a like a kind of a sexual coming of age story. Would you call it that? I'd say so. She's yeah. someone who has been very repressed. Mm. And so this is her trying to kind of learn about herself in a safe way and with a person that she has established trust. So she knows he's going to take care of her. That's awesome. I love that premise for a story too. It's just sounds really sexy. I can't wait to read it. (laughs) So when did you and why did you choose to start writing erotica? I wrote my first erotic story probably in high school and I had wanted to explore erotica, but at the time there wasn't self-publishing and I didn't really know how to go about getting published for strictly erotica and romance writing doesn't really come easily for me. So I went from doing that to writing women's fiction, and then I landed in cozy mystery area. Mm. So that's what I've been writing for the past few years. And I, last year with the pandemic and everything that happened with that, I had a hard time kind of finding my footing. So at the beginning of this year, I really started, I felt very depressed and way I kind of dealt with it was immersing myself in erotic literature and listening to not safe for work audios. Nice. And I started listening to them. Honestly felt like I was chipping my way out of this like ice block that was around myself. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, if, if like listening and reading someone else's work is like making me feel alive again. Maybe I should start trying to write it. And then from there, Bliss was born. That's awesome. I love that story. You know, I, a lot of writers say that I feel that way myself, even as a child, I wrote out trying to heal and trying to recover and feel better myself. So I totally get where you're coming from. I think too, when you do that, not only is it going to help you, I think it's going to be more genuine and readers are going to catch on to that. I hope so. I hope, and I hope that they can find what they're looking for, you know, whether it's just something to while away a few hours or tap into something within themselves. I feel like books are like, my mom would always say that she was an armchair explorer. Ah, And I feel like, I like that. She's where I got my love for reading from. Though she has said that she's not going to read any of the bliss work. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I said, good, that's fine. You don't have to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) She said, there's not going to be any of that, that S&M stuff in there. (laughs) Keep that little secret to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, let's not talk about it, mom. Let's just watch Wheel of Fortune. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's a cute thing she said. I love it. (laughs) 
what is your favorite part of the writing process? Do you like dreaming up the idea or the character or the plot line? What's what's your like favorite part? Or, you know, I interviewed somebody recently and their favorite part was editing. I'm like, ugh, I hate that part. <laughs> I wish that was my favorite part. I like having finished the editing process. Yeah, I don't That's like the editing. Actually doing it, it's, it's rough for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, that initial idea, whatever it is, I love that feeling that something new about to happen, about to explore something new. I love that when the idea just pops up. Now, sometimes it's inconvenient because you're in the middle of the boring editing process and then you have a plot bunny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks so much more interesting and fun. <laughs> and then I end up just, I'll open a document, type out whatever I'm thinking and then save it for later. Yeah. But yeah, those initial ideas. I love that. Yeah. I'm like that too. Yeah. Sometimes I'll start a little bit. The same thing will happen to me. And I'm like, I got to put this down somewhere. So I'll either use a notebook or start a document and just put a few sentences down and go back to it later. So you don't want to forget because if you don't put it down, you're probably going to forget. I will absolutely 100% forget. (laughs) (laughs) I will forget. (laughs) I totally get that. That that happens to me too. And I do get it at your times. I've also used my phone. Have you ever done that? Like out and about and I'm like, (gasps) I love this idea. And I like type it into my phone in the note field and I email it to myself. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. <laughs> spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. I have tried that for a while. I would ideas while I was sleeping and I would wake up and like type it into my phone. But then when I would read it back, it was never anything that I could actually (laughs) decipher. Yeah. (laughs) The dream is better than the words you put down. (laughs) Yeah. Much better. I, I think that I'm much more of an old school person. I tend to have a notepad and a pen with me at all times. So when you write, do you, what do you do first? Do you create the plot or the characters like normally, or is it kind of like you said, you just get an idea of the plot? I get an idea of the plot and then I try to figure out who that main character is. So what, what do they like? What do they dislike? What do they kind of look like? Where are they in the world? How does that affect them? And then from there, after I've, I have a better idea of who that main character is, I'll write. I, I'm not a big plotter. Okay. So I'll plot a bit. It's more of, so let's say that I've written 
so many words today. I've reached my goal. I'll write down an idea of something to start with tomorrow. And then when I get back to it the next day or the next time I can write, I'll look over what I've written and look over what I was thinking about and then kind of figure out where we are for today. And a lot of times at the end of the process, I'll write out an outline of what I've done so that I can make sure that it all makes sense and kind of flows together. You can refer back to, yeah, to orient you. Yeah. Yeah. Before the editing process. Exactly. I know. And I always try to write down what they kind of look like too, because, you know, I don't want them to have certain appearance. And then I like accidentally change that. And, you know, that's, that's like worst nightmare of, (laughs) it just like pulls a person out of the story to like, oh, I thought they looked like this. And now you're saying they look like that. Great. Because, I thought he had brown eyes, but now they're blue. Exactly. <laughs> and it's something that's so easy to do. So oh, it easy to is. do. I know. I know. That's why we need to write it down. We got to edit. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> the, the not fun part. So do you have a favorite character story, something that you've written that you'd like to share? Well, I just started publishing with her. Let's see. I think I started her medium last month in July. So everything's very new with her. Sure. Uh, But um, I have, (laughs) it's a, um, it's a a little series that is about her meeting her dom, though the, I don't think the readers quite know that yet. Okay. I, I think that there's one story up on medium about them and it's their initial meeting but i have other subsequent stories that are going to go along with it and i think it's going to be probably a six or seven post kind of series that's been fun to create now is this related to your book or is it a total separate storyline totally separate storyline gotcha okay so you're creating a separate thing for medium itself okay have you enjoyed Medium? I have. I've really enjoyed being able to meet other writers that way sure. and see what other people are talking about and kind of, I don't know, it's, it's since it's kind of like a blog, it feels very old school blog to me mm. where people would go and like do like blog hops and things and go to each other's blogs and kind of write and you know, talk to each other, sort of. I feel like that happens with medium as well. And it's, but it's a little bit more organic. Mm. And I like that you can like pull a quote out and and tell someone, Hey, that line right there, that was 200% fire. I don't Mm. know how you did that, but it was so (laughs) sexy or wow, this really startled me. I had no idea this was going to happen. Like I like being able to to interact with other people. Oh, that I interplay, see. I find it important. So you can comment below like their, their storyline or their story. Yes. Yes. Okay. I get it now. See, I'm not on medium. I need to get on medium, but yeah, I totally know what you mean. So it's like, and then people can sc- scroll through those and read those, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when you're going through and you're reading someone's post, if someone else has kind of pulled a quote out you can see it'll be like highlighted I think in green or something you can Mm. see that this this was something that someone else found like powerful in some way or interesting oh that's nice yeah I like that do you think is there any way to advertise your new upcoming book on medium or is that not really a thing that you could do there I've just been adding it to my posts I'm not sure if there is somewhere else where you can advertise necessarily. I'm not sure. I'm still new. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good place to be. I've heard that from other erotica writers as well. So that's that's a good place to be. Okay. Do you do any sort of research for your erotic writing? I do. I do. I think that it's important to get the details right. Currently, I am writing for Kindle Vela which is the new kind of serial thing that they launch. Oh, very, yeah. Very, very soft launch where barely anyone was told about it. Yeah. Um, that That's like the Kindle version of a Wattpad type of thing. Yeah. 
I have a story there called Just One Night. There's two episodes, which are essentially chapters, but two episodes up at this point. And it's it's kind of a crime erotica. Mm, okay. So I have done a little bit of research in regards to that, just to make sure that it all kind of made sense and even if you have to suspend your disbelief it's not too much of a suspension sure i liked i think that when if you aren't careful and you don't pay attention to the details it's going to throw your reader off right yes and i'm trying to bring them into my world and like allow them to set their worries at the door and come in and come into this this tale that I'm telling you, I don't want to put another barrier in between you and the story. You know, you already have like all these other distractions and everything that's on your mind and all the things that are happening around you that you're trying to ignore. I feel if I don't have everything together for you, then it's going to be another thing that's going to take you out of the story. And I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think that's totally true. I think that does. And unfortunately, like errors or misspellings, unfortunately, we're human. It happens, but it does pull the writer right out of the story. And they're like, wait, what? Exactly. It does. It absolutely does. And, you know, we all try to do our best, but mistakes do happen. But I appreciate it when people let me know, they shoot me a message and let me know, hey, there's this error. Yeah, I want to go immediately fix it. Right. Fortunately, being self-published, I have I have the room to do that. I can maneuver and fix things on a on the spot, and it's not like a big hassle. Right. I mean, it's a little bit harder on Amazon, but you can still do it, right? I mean, I've actually never done that on Amazon, but done it on my blog. But uh, yeah, do you have to unpublish when you do it on Amazon if you're going to fix something? I think so. I think you have to unpublish it, but you can. And then it's like however long that it takes for them to reapprove it. Um, right. I always wondered too, when you do that, do you lose all of your like reviews and everything? No, because it'll still have the same ISBN number. Okay. That's good to know. I always wondered that because that's what was my fear. I'm like, what if you change it? And then you just like lose all that. And that kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Fortunately, they allow for that. They allow for the changing and fixing of things. Something good they do. That's nice to hear. <laughs> it yeah. seems like you hear bad things. It's nice to hear something good that they're generous with. Uh, so what is your definition of success as a writer and author? You know, it has changed, right? Mm. When I was young, I thought being a successful writer was going to be me being a New York Times bestselling author. I don't aspire to that now. I, for me to feel successful, I want to be comfortably within a mid list where I am able to, you know, provide for my family and be able to go on vacation and do like the things that I want to do and just be able to afford that. Yeah. I wanted to do self publishing because I wanted to have the control. I yes. wanted to be able to decide this is my title. This is what the cover is. This is who's going to do the editing, et cetera, et cetera. But along with that comes all the pressure and all the upfront cost. Yes. Yes. So I would like to be, for me, part of being successful would also, the costs of everything wouldn't be prohibitive anymore. Right. So. And do you you pay an editor or do you rely on other writers to read beta read for you? Or how do you go about editing like that? Right now with Bliss, I rely mostly on critique partners and beta readers. Sure. With my cozies, I have an editor for that. But that that's also returning more income for me. Sure. So. Yep. Yep. So as Bliss becomes more known and people start to follow and read and there's more income generating, then I'll seek an actual editor. Yeah. And I you know I think other writers and just other people too, they're gonna they're gonna catch stuff too. You know, you don't have to be I mean professional editor is great, but they're gonna catch stuff too, you know? Yeah. I would prefer to have a professional editor, but 
I'm just meeting myself where I am. <laughs> yeah, totally get that. So would you describe a typical writing session for you? Typical writing session? Well, it depends. So I'll give you like what three of them look like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one writing session is where under my actual name, I host writing sprints. Oh, nice. So I, on YouTube, and I'm talking to an audience, we write for 15 to 25 minutes, depending on what we've decided to do. And then we chat for a bit and we do that back and forth for two to three hours. Oh, so, and you do this live on YouTube? Yes. Nice. You're kind of like a writing coach. Is that kind of what you would call yourself? I think of myself more as like a writing buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I try to offer advice where I can if I, I don't know the answers and I try to find resources to help folks out. I Last weekend, we did a workshop where we talked about author platform which was really ironic given that I'm creating one for bliss. <laughs> and, you know, so I do things like that, things that I, so I, I try to be, I try to find the places that I see that people need help with and try to help them help guide them to find their answers. But I don't do that in like a professional capacity. I suppose I could have at some point, but just feels it feels like that would be taking on being a writing coach for someone would be very yeah. it would be a lot of time and effort would be I know that definitely would be I know people do that and it's it's like you hire that person to do that for your book and it's very intensive and it's very yeah it's a very intensive look yeah and I can't book. imagine like doing that and also doing my own writing Oh, yeah. You kind of got to pick and choose. You can't do everything. I know. It's so true. So, so there's that. Another thing that I do is behind the scenes with some of my writing friends, we'll get together either a Zoom call or using StreamYard and we will write together. Nice. Which is really fun for me because once when I am writing something and if I get stuck, I am someone who needs to verbally work it out. Sure. So, and oh my gosh, my, my fiance is, he's a mathematician. Ah. So, <laughs> so I was definitely new. I was a new experience. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, that. <laughs> but now he's used to me saying, Hey, can I just talk to you a minute about uh, what's happening with kitten? Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> and then I'll babble until I get to something that makes sense. Yes. And then you can get the male opinion as well, right? He d he used to not give opinions, but now he does. He's grown more comfortable, I think, with it. Nice. That's very and, cool. And then the third thing is just me being my by myself and Sometimes I'll do writing sprints with myself just so I can force myself to focus on the writing sure. because I tend to, I tend to multitask, which is like, I'm doing 101 things. And I'm not finishing anything. So <laughs> I get that. Especially when you have so many things you need or want to do, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, I need to pick one thing and do this and to ignore all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> I totally get that. So in writing erotica, do you feel you write more from your fantasies or more from based on your real life experiences? Or do you have kind of a mix? There's a mix. There will be maybe something that happened in my actual life. And then I'll take that and take it to 11 and it, and it doesn't really resemble the original premise anymore. That's okay. It was like, it's your like inspiration. Yeah. And then there's other times when something that absolutely has not happened, <laughs> nothing to do with me, but it <laughs> just sounds really hot. Oh yeah. I, I think that's so true. And I know as writers, we can, can kind of do that. We can go places with our brains that maybe we haven't been, but that's okay. 
think that's the fun in it. I'm yeah. always amused when people ask me, you know, oh, did you do that? And I'm like, well, yes. no. It's, yes. it's like when I wrote the cozy and someone is stabbed to death, no one asks me, well, have you murdered? Right. <laughs> you know? Isn't that interesting? I get the same thing. And I, my response is always, do you think Stephen King's a psychotic murderer? Right. No. <laughs> like the imagination is very powerful, y'all. Okay. I don't know. One thing I can think of is that people really like the erotic and they like, they just really, that's like a turn on. They want to know, did you do that? It's like, it's a little secret, you know, like. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it cracks me up though. Like if people are like, people that talk to you and they assume that you've done everything you've written. I'm like, it's not memoir. It's called fiction for a reason. Not that I'm not pulling from my own life, but it's still fiction. <laughs> Man, if I did all the stuff that I thought about, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I wouldn't have time to write these stories. I'd be very busy. <laughs> I know, right? I love that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so true, though. <laughs> it really is. But it's funny. I remember I saw... I even saw a tweet about it from other writers who were, well, do people actually do this stuff or, you know, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> have you done everything that you've written? And, you know, if you have, wow, more power to you and tell me more. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. That's why we have different genres. There's memoir, there's nonfiction, there's fiction. They're all very, very different. Not that you can't pull in your own life into fiction. Many writers do. So tell me some of your short-term and long-term goals as a writer. Well, short-term, I'm really trying to get into a habit of publishing more often. And because as a self-published author, a lot of times what's actually going to start incurring the income for you is having that backlog. Yeah. And I know just myself looking at my own reading habits, I like to invest time in authors who already have books out. Mm -hmm. And especially, if, and I like to read series. So especially if there's a series and, you know, it's six books and it's completed, I'm more likely to invest reading the author than someone who's on book one. Yeah. So, so right now, one of my goals for bliss is to get to book three. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. And um, I want to be publishing on her Bella story every Friday. So putting up a new episode every Friday. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Getting into that habit. Those are like the short-term goals. And long-term, I just want to keep it up, find readers, give them reading things, question mark, profit. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. And the best place to start is readers. This is very true. And readers are, they have no idea, not just them buying things or whatever, but just having people who enjoy what you're doing, mm -hmm. that is so motivating. It's so motivating. Really, really is. I completely agree. Just to so, hear from someone that they like something is huge. It is. It's it's so big. And because we all know that everyone is incredibly busy. Yeah. Everyone is doing so much. Everyone mm -hmm. is juggling their world. And for you to allow me to take time in your day to day and you read something that I created out of my silly brain, that's incredible. That's a gift. It is. It is. And every voice that you hear that is a gift. So people out there, readers, every, every voice is a gift. Every read, every purchase is a gift to that writer. And every review is gold. Wow. Aren't they just, don't you feel like, like, the, I don't know, there's a certain feeling that you get when you see that someone has left a review. Especially yes. a good review. Oh, Not the same absolutely. feeling. 
Yeah, not as much when it's <laughs> negative, but. <laughs> But those are necessary too. <laughs> they are. And, you know, I always try to tell myself to not everyone likes everything. I don't like everything. So right. just, you know, I don't feel like I need to comment negative to people, but some people do. You just got to let it roll off your back. But yeah, I don't like everything either. It's true. And just like people don't personally like not everyone likes me as a person and not right. everyone's going to like what I write. And that's okay. Right. It is. And you got to get, but you got to get past that because always that one negative comment somehow carries way more weight than all the positive ones. And you just got to work your way through that and just move on and focus on the positives. Indeed. That reminds me, I need to create a Goodreads profile. Oh yes. Goodreads is great. I really like Goodreads and it's nice to have that because, you know, people are readers that are going to check that out. You know, people who love to read, they're going to be on Goodreads too. True. And I like to think of Goodreads as for readers. It's not for me. Yeah, It's for readers to talk to each other and discuss how they feel about things. Right. It's a good way to put it. And it's true. I completely agree with that. Do you tend to how do you tend to advertise your self-publishing? Do you reach out to book bloggers or do you rely on social media? I am very much a newsletter person. Okay, sure. So I have the social media and now I have a website, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I tend to rely on my newsletters and I do a lot of newsletter swaps and things of that nature, though I haven't started doing that yet with Bliss. So, But you do have, and I'll put these links down in the podcast notes for people. You do have Twitter, you have Facebook, you have Medium, and you have your new website. Yes. Yes. And then I also will include the link to your pre-order for your book, The Dom and His Wet Kitty, which will be coming out soon on Amazon. So I will put all those links there so everybody can access them. Did I give you a link to the Vela? I don't think so. So send that to me too. And I can add that. Okay. What's one thing that you wish you had known when you began writing erotica that you know now? I wish that I would have known how really supportive the community is. Yes. I had no idea. I had no idea that people were so kind and so supportive. And maybe it's because a lot of us are writing behind pen names and yes. and is then that could be kind of isolating or because some people aren't able to talk about their writing with their family and friends, coworkers, you know, it has to be something that's very distant from their IRL life. I'm not sure, but yeah. I just noticed that people are very, very supportive. And of course, there's always the exceptions to the rule. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, I've just seen kindness. Yeah. And I have, I think, and I'm a part of the writing community on Twitter under my real name and then in the erotica community. And the erotica writing community on Twitter is hands down massively more amazing than the regular writing community. They are just amazing people. And the interesting thing is I've interviewed several erotica writers who do interact on Twitter and the erotica writing community, and everybody says the same thing. It's just really supportive. It is, and it surprised me. I had no idea. I think yeah. that maybe if I would have realized that, I might have tried this route sooner. Yes. Not to say that people in the cozy mystery community are terrible or mean, mm -hmm. but it's more as I wasn't really finding the same kind of community there that I have with the erotica community. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just different. Oh, it makes total sense to me. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe it's because we all talk about our dirty fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And I feel like we're, I feel like a lot of them are really open-minded and they're really supportive and really like to hear what other people say. And the other thing I feel like is that we're kind of shunned on Amazon 
we cannot pay for ads. You can pay for ads for just about any book on Amazon, except for erotica. So being shunned as a genre, I kind of feel like it kind of binds people together a little bit. And honestly, why? What is the point? I know people (laughs) want it. it. And we can make it PG and still, because we can do that. We have to do that. And in the excerpt or whatever, you know, the, the blurb. We have to do that anyway. So why? I just, I don't get that. That's absolutely a gripe for me because we could, it could be marketed toward people who are over 18. Like it doesn't have to be. And if romance can be advertised, why not erotica? Hmm. There's a, there's a line there. They're very similar though, but they're, they're not that far apart. Some of them. Yeah. It's, it's puzzling, but Amazon does a lot of puzzling things. So. They do. <laughs> we love them, but they do some stuff we do not like, such as that. Very true. So tell me, what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months? Uh, the biggest surprise that I've had in the last few months? Hmm. Probably successfully creating this pen name. <laughs> oh yeah. Cuz it really has been in the last few months that I've decided to truly devote myself to making this happen. And I feel like it's actually happening. And you know, just being able to put this side of myself out there in a way that I hadn't really thought possible before. It's been really surprising, but it's been it's been very positive. It's been a good thing. I love that. I, that's a great answer. I really think that's awesome. Can you name one to three people who have influenced you the most with regards to your writing? That's an interesting question. I, I don't have I don't have erotica influences, so I'm just going to say my writing in general. Okay. Um, so that would be Stephen King, Maya Angelou, and Janet Ivanovich. Nice. <laughs> and all three of them have it slash had longevity and staying power. They've kept true to their vision and they wrote things that either I laughed at or cried at or felt like visceral emotions from. Yeah. Very cool. I, 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 amazing, amazing writers just blow your mind, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that I could really make a huge list of people that, you know, are on my immediate buy list, right? As mm-hmm. soon as, as soon as that new thing comes out, those are the people <laughs> that you, okay, I got to go see what this is. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. What advice do you have for other people considering writing erotica? Don't be afraid. Yeah. It's, it could be kind of intimidating to think about, I'm putting myself out there, putting this work out there that is going to leave me feeling like vulnerable or naked. Mm -hmm. Here's, here's my fantasy. Here's my thoughts. Here's these things that I've created that isn't necessarily quote unquote normal. Right. And that's okay. Yes. I don't like the word normal. Is anybody really normal? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure someone is, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's much more interesting <laughs> to to not be. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Why box ourselves into something normal? What's normal anyways? Boring, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it can be absolutely intimidating and scary to think of Uh kind of putting yourself out there. But use a pen name if you're uncomfortable. And, you know, you decide what the spicy level is for your work. It doesn't all have to be triple X, super, super sexy all the time. Bang, 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 bang. You know, you Mm -hmm. can decide how you want to do this. That's so true. 
I think that's so true. It doesn't have to be this extreme thing. It can be any level that you're comfortable with or that you want to write about. The thing that's frustrating is that people see erotica a certain way. And honestly, there are so many levels of erotica. They're almost subgenres on their own. They're just so different. It's true. Is a lot of, there's a lot of room to maneuver and ways that you can play. You don't have to do everything the way anyone else is doing it. You don't have to cover the same, you don't have to write about the same stuff. You could do whatever you want. Yep. You know, absolutely. Well, before we close, I would love to ask you if there's anything else that you'd like to add that you'd like us to know about or something that you just think is really cool or, you know, an author you'd like to talk about who's influenced you, anything. It can be absolutely anything. I'm going to mention Medium again because there's this really cool aspect of Medium that I have found really interesting. People can create like publications. Mm. And you can be involved in a publication and then your work will be posted on your profile in, in that publication. And there are two that I am currently involved with. One is called All Things Sex and Erotica, which is exactly how it sounds. All Things Sex and Erotica. Sure. Um, and there's another one that is called The Gray Area. And gray is spelled G-R-E-I-G-H. Ah. Deep, intense fiction and true crime stories, erotica, crime, mystery, and other eyes. I had just posted the story on Kindle Vela that is my kind of crime erotica fiction. And Donald, the creator of The Gray Area, messaged me and was like, hey, I'd like you to write for us. What? Oh. It was like, this is incredible. How did this, how did this happen? <laughs> that is cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's it's still, in, both of these are still pretty new, but the work that's being uploaded is so interesting. I really enjoy both of them. And I am very excited to write some, some mystery erotica, some crime erotica for my Medium page, because that has been more about kind of stories that have been about bliss's background so i'm going to try to write things that have nothing to do with bliss and see what people think about it yeah i love that as writers today in this day and age we have so many more platforms we can go to you know and we've got medium like you said we could create a blog we can go on any of these social media sites we can self-publish on Amazon. I mean, never in the history of literature has what's happening now ever happened. And that really kind of blows my mind. Self-publishing has become so easy to do. And it's cool because there's less of like a like a status that you need to have achieved in order to do it, or you have right. to have connections in order to make that happen. You don't have to have any connections. You can right. do this purely on your own. Mm -hmm. And that, that's very empowering. It is. And never before has it ever happened. So that's amazing. We're living in a great time as writers that we can do that and we can reach people. I mean, that has never happened in the history of the world. It's exciting. Blows, my, blows up my brain sometimes when I think about it. I'm like, wow, we're really lucky as writers that we live right now. <laughs> Always blown away when I see that I have reached someone in a far off land, far off to me, you know, yes. being from like a small town in mm -hmm. Appalachia. And then I'm able to become friends with someone who's in Romania. What? Yes. I never would have thought that that was possible. Oh, I know. We're living in a very interesting time. It's interesting in good ways and in bad ways. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Definitely. But you know, everybody says like everybody's separated more with the internet. People are always on their phones. I feel like the world is more tightly knit now than it ever has been. Because like you said, you can be friends with somebody completely across the world that you click with that you maybe would have never, ever, ever met if it weren't for the internet. 
I feel like the people who think that the internet and social media has separated people, maybe they have a very different experience than I do. Right. Because I have found myself being much closer to people. For Mm. instance, my fiance and I, we were living in Hawaii for 10 years and all of our family and friends were on the mainland. Mm. And the way that we were able to keep in touch was through social media and being able to FaceTime and doing all these things that we wouldn't have been able to do before, you know? And it's instantaneous. It's instantaneous. It doesn't have to cost you money. Yes, exactly. Remember when cell phones were incredibly expensive? I mean, granted, there are still very expensive cell phones. Yeah, but but as... But there are options that you can get a cell phone for 35 bucks if you want to. Exactly. The older models. Yeah. But back in the day, (laughs) that was not happening. No, (laughs) no, that's so true. You know, there are, there are so many bad things, so many bad things, but there's so many good things too. And that's, that's a good thing. I'm appreciative of that in our time. Well, I'm really excited that you talked with me and I'm really excited to share you and your work with my audience. And I'm just really excited to to read your book. It sounds very sexy. And I love that she's exploring, you know, exploring her sexuality. What a, what a beautiful, empowering thing. It's, it's great. So I'm just really fortunate. I feel really fortunate that you talked with me and I'm really glad that you, you hooked up with me and I just really had a good time talking with you. Thank you so much for having me on here. I was incredibly nervous beforehand because this is my first bliss interview and I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going (laughs) to talk about anything. And I had a full on freak out with some friends, some friends who I was talking to online. Uh, Yes, (laughs) online. Hey, online friends. That's awesome. (laughs) But you made this very, very easy. And I do appreciate you allowing me to be here and to babble on about my writing. I'm excited. I love talking to other writers. I just love hearing how other people do it. And it's just, it's just fascinating to me. I get really excited when I'm going to do an interview. I'm like such a nerd. I sit here and I smile and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. And I smile and I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> That's totally true. It's fun. <laughs> Well, thank you again. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And thank you so much for coming to talk with me. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, you have a good night. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.